Welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast with your hosts, Allie and Jess. Sit back, grab your wine or coffee. We don't judge. And join our conversation on the lessons, laughs, and real life moments from an 18-year friendship. You ready? Well, we are back after a two-week hiatus. Um, Essentially, we just wanted to start off by saying, one, obviously, we missed all of you last week and getting to put out an episode for you and and connect with all of you last week. Um, But we both had a very busy week, and we kind of wanted to start off our episode by saying, you know, a gentle reminder to everybody out there that you can make all of the plans in the world to get a million things done in a day, in a week, in a month. Um, But at the end of the day, life comes up and it's okay to be busy. It's okay to have to shift your plans around. Um, It's as long as you're being present in the moment and you're focusing on what's important for you, really that's all that matters. So in the last week, I was preparing for my engagement party, which was this past Saturday. Um, and Jess was moving into her home that she finally closed on um, and getting ready for her housewarming and prepping all of that. So we felt it was really important that we kind of put our focus all into those two very important milestone steps for us and then kind of come back this week with a fresh mindset and recap with all of you. Jess, why don't we start with talking about your first experience buying a house. How was that like? What was the closing like? How are we feeling? So many things to say. So it's kind of crazy because this is the first podcast episode that I'm recording from the new house. So I guess you all will hear how uh, the audio comes out, but it's okay. Starting with the closing, my mind's going in like a million directions because there's a lot of feelings that happened in the past week. And it's kind of crazy how your brain can go into so many places, but the closing day was honestly a blur to me, but so exciting. And I think that actually sitting down. Um, so I think I mentioned this already, but Ali is our lawyer. So we went to her office, which I think was just a cool moment too, because I don't know, we have been obviously corresponding through this process, but actually getting to go into your office and sitting down with the title company and the realtor and getting so many papers and putting so many signatures, that really made it feel real. But I would definitely say that coming out of the actual closing, I just like it didn't hit me. And I still feel like it really hasn't hit me that like we own something so big and we did something so big. But CJ and I were just like giddy. Like we literally got in our car after the closing and we're like, oh my God, oh my God, what? Um, (laughs) It was, it just happened so quickly. And then I was like, okay, like that's done. Like this entire process that we have come so far and gone through so many hoops and ups and downs where many moments had happened where we were like, you know what, even actually that week of closing where we were like, this may actually not happen. So literally the day before the day before. (laughs) Yeah. Ali is well aware and like, couldn't have asked for like a better person to be like, I'm losing my mind. Um, but yeah, so closed was, and we were official. And then I kind of came into the empty house and was like, Whoa, like this is, it just was so surreal to look around. And I think because I've lived in apartments for so long now, just to be like, wow, this is ours. Like there's, it's a complete blank slate. And that sounds a little 
I don't know, like cliche or cheesy, but it really was like when you look up at the walls, I was thinking like, I bet someone else could walk in this house and have a totally different vision. So it's really cool that we're going to be able to bring our personality in and, you know, down to like what room you choose to be the bedroom and the guest room and where I put my office, like all of these things, I was like so excited. And that's just the feeling that was overwhelming to us was we get to personalize this and this is ours. Like no one is going to walk in here and tell us how to do it. So that was like the high of it. Then moving in weekend. So the actual moving in, we got movers, which I never normally do, but our house is also risen. So we definitely needed people to go up those stairs. And that went really smoothly. That was my first experience with a moving company and they were great. However, the weekend we moved in was the aftermath of the hurricane that hit Florida. And we had so many issues and so many times that just like challenged us to be like, okay, this isn't gonna like, you know, you think, oh, you buy your first house, you get the key in your hand, you pop some champagne and life's good. No, there's a lot of work that needs to get done. Never mind the fact that we didn't see the sun for the first four days of living in this house. Our property flooded, our hot water heater broke. And so we didn't have hot showers. And we found continuous like potential leaks all over the house. So that brought us to through our first week of I don't know, I guess just being very tested and moments where we looked at each other and we're like, are we in over our heads? And I would say the outcome of all of that is like, obviously in a week, things didn't get perfectly solved, but I think it just reiterated that we're in this together. We have friends and family that are supporting us and nothing goes as planned. So for every time that we had an issue here, we had someone tell us a story about their first week in their house and all the things that happened. And it's not a rare case. So you live and you learn, but it was, it's been a crazy week. And so again, apologies for not making the pod last week, but also I think it's important because I'm glad I was in that moment. And Allie, let's like, you know, give like a recap of this incredible engagement party. I mean, we'll post pictures on Instagram too, but Allie was like a literal princess. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, it was literally amazing. Um, I was very nervous going into it. Like I had a million and one mood boards and visions of what I wanted it to be like, but I'm super like hands-on visual, meaning like I can imagine all these ideas, but unless I see them physically in front of me, how everything goes together, it's like very hard for me to envision how it's all going to look. And it makes me very nervous. So the whole week leading up to it, I kept reaching out to our events coordinator. It was at Proving Grounds um, in the Highlands for anybody who lives local in New Jersey. Um, highly recommend for an event. The staff there was amazing. Um, they were super attentive super friendly. Um, they were honestly also very funny. Like they were interacting with a lot of our guests and like, they were just the best. Um, and it was just the perfect setup for a more, I don't want to say casual because people were still dressed up and everything, but it was like, a more of like a cocktail style setting where everyone was mingling, people were dancing. Um, and it was just exactly what I pictured the night being. Um, but shout out to Jess and my other friend, Maddie, my two maid of honors for literally coming over to my parents the night before and like making desserts, making all of my flower arrangements because I was not going to order them. I was like, we're, we're DIYing this. I need some backup. 
Um, and then one of my other bridesmaids, Kerry, came with me and helped kind of like set everything up when we got there. And I can honestly say everything went so smooth. Like we weren't missing anything. Everything came together exactly how I wanted it. Um, and it was so fun seeing like all of our family members and friends mingle with one another. I don't have all of our pictures back yet. We'll have them later this week, which I'm so excited to see. Um, but in the ones that I have just from like my mom, you'll see like Frank's second cousins talking to like my aunts and uncles and my friends talking to his friends. And it was just really cool to see. And it was a nice foreshadow into how the wedding will be because everyone just got along so, so well. Um, the only thing I do regret in looking back is like, I barely saw Frank throughout the whole night. And I think that's because we're both just so social and we wanted to make sure like everybody else was mingling and that we were talking to everyone that like we didn't really hang out for like a good majority of the event. But I think it worked because we kind of just divided and conquered. We spent time with each other's families, each other's friends. Um, and overall, it was literally just the most fun night ever. And shout out Maddie and Jess again. They got me this amazing photographer. We'll tag her in our show notes. Her name's Emily. Um, she was absolutely amazing. She was like the hype girl we needed. Um, she was picking out all of the spots before even coming up to us. So she was like, hey, I picked out this spot over here. I think the pictures would look great. Why don't we get this group and assemble over here? So like she was directing everybody. And then throughout the night, she was taking like detailed shots, pictures of people just kind of mingling. Um, she was absolutely amazing. So I cannot wait to see how those come out. And that was like an amazing gift from Jess and Maddie, because otherwise I literally would have walked away with maybe 10 pictures from the night. So I am so, so happy to see those. Oh my God. I can't wait either. And yeah, Emily is amazing just as a total side note, because I think if we're, I mean, it probably applies to a lot of things, but photographers are really difficult to find in the way where you like if you're not used to being photographed so like you need someone who is going to make you feel comfortable and you know again like hype you up and kind of not ask you you know you don't want someone saying well where do you want to go and where, who do you want to picture with because of course Allie's running around trying to entertain as she just said like things are hectic you're trying to see everyone the last thing you want is to have to also worry about planning your photos so you know, um, I had worked with Emily and I met her through Instagram, which is like just an amazing wellness account that she had. And now she is pursuing photography. She's so talented. She actually did the photos on my website. Um, but I'm so glad that that worked out. And I think that this party honestly was great practice for the wedding. Cause you know how you're saying like you and Frank didn't really hang out. It's kind of nice because then you can say like, okay, what would we have done differently or possibly like talk to us? Like, well, cause I think Allie left out this like beautiful part where she asked everyone to be her bridesmaids and it was like oh, yes. the cutest thing ever <laughs> and I bawled my eyes out, but you know, if Minor we details. to that, um, it, you have this like amazing group. I'm not calling myself amazing, but like, I think you, you are amazing. like a team around you. That's so excited to be there for you. And even if like, one of the jobs for the wedding is literally just to like, you know, keep people busy or like almost have like designated time for like you guys to sit and have your dinner or enjoy your cake or whatever it is together. Um, I think that that's like good to know now 
because a lot of people won't do like the really formal engagement party, but like, there's a lot of things that you probably learned even about vendors and things through that. Oh my God. Yeah. Like literally Frank and I came home and he, we both had an amazing time. All of our family and friends called afterwards and they're like, oh my gosh, it was so much fun getting to mingle with everybody, getting to meet different people. Um, but we said, we're like, we barely even saw each other. And so we did, we were like trying to figure out ways of how we're going to avoid that at the wedding. Cause there were about 60 some odd people. And I think we're around like 160 ish so far for our wedding guest list. So that's more than double the people that were there and we already barely saw each other. So we were trying to figure out creative ways. And I know there's like a bunch of different types of ways that you can coordinate your guests coming up to you in different settings so that like we're not just running around separately because obviously I had so much fun hanging out with all of my friends my family Frank's friends and his family um and getting to spend time with them because I don't see them as often but I still wish we had that those moments together a little bit more than we did um and that's something I definitely want to prioritize at the wedding like even if every you know 35 minutes or something, we go around and stop at like four tables. So it's broken up a little bit, but we're still together seeing everybody. Um, so I definitely took that away from it. And yeah, just things to expect from different vendors. Like for example, the, I have to reread through our contract, which is something I probably should have known being an attorney. Um, but your contracts are so important. I think ours are, expectation was that our pricing was based on the amount of people that attended the event. And I was keeping my event coordinator up to date with our changing headcount the week of. And then when we got our final invoice, it was for like nine more people than actually attended the event. Um, so that was one thing we realized, okay, now we kind of have to look back and double check, like what were we actually supposed to be charged for? Um, so that's something to definitely pay attention to because things like that can definitely add up if you have more than one vendor. Um, but overall, everyone that we worked with was amazing. We used Lauren Michael events for our balloon garland. Um, and we'll be using her for our wedding as well for a, my favorite part. It's going to be like my favorite, um, extra for the wedding that we did. I'm not going to reveal it here because I want it to be a surprise, but she's going to be doing that at our wedding as well. So I'm so excited to work with her again, being that we had a great experience this time. Um, but overall, I would highly recommend having any sort of event at Proving Ground because it was just the perfect setting. Like you're right on the water. The sun set around like 6.30 and our event started at like six. So you still had the daylight when everyone was arriving to get pictures in. And then you had the beautiful sunset for you know a portion of the event. Um, and then everything was lit up with these like romantic candles and marquee lights. Um, it was honestly just so beautiful. 10 out of 10. Um, but it was so fun just getting that preview of like, okay, the wedding is going to be this, but like times 10. Um, so I'm just so excited for that. And now we have our official bridal party. So now we can start coordinating all of the fun things with them too. I am so excited and like from the guest perspective too it was I mean yeah the sunset was great but also like you and Frank were I felt like it didn't go past maybe an hour without one of you stopping at like the little group of people that I was with so you did a really good job of like kind of making the rounds and I think it was nice that it was like an intimate 
group for sure. And I agree vendors on point because, you know, everything looked beautiful. And so that being said, I think something interesting that's kind of potentially paralleling between this, the wedding, um, and then also the situation I kind of find myself in with the house and also different things like my business and all of that. But when you have a vision in your head, because I know we both do this, like vision board queens, we should actually do a whole episode on like vision boards. I think we should because <laughs> you need it. Otherwise, everything in your head just gets all jumbled up. A hundred percent. Like I need to see everything. And also like it tells you really quickly if like, you know, something's overkill or because you can just like list out a bunch of decorations and sometimes you get them all together and you're like, yeah, I didn't have to pay for half that. So I think, you know, on that topic though, when you have a vision for something, um, what, how do you go about like, I kind of like getting over when it doesn't go that way or when something kind of like evolves into its own thing that was outside of your vision? Like, how do you deal with that? Because I personally right now have had, you know, obviously I'm like picturing how the house is going to look and all these things, but there's things that are coming up and I'm kind of finding that there's like a little bit of beauty in when things don't go as planned and a room didn't get set up like how I thought. And I kind of love how it ended up turning out better. Yeah. I mean, it's all about setting. I mean, I think the whole point of a mood board is not, I need this exact item. It's kind of, this is generally how I think things would look good together. Like I set, um, a color scheme that I wanted based on, um, wanting to bring in the disco balls, but also not having it be too cold and modern because the venue itself had like the concrete floor and the concrete bar. I wanted it to be a little bit lighter and brighter too. So I wanted to bring in light neutral elements too, through the flowers and through the balloons. Um, so I had kind of gone through on my mood board for that event, general colors, textures, and like moods that I wanted, like what type of ambiance did I want? Did I want like, we're going out and we're having a party and we're drinking and it's like lights everywhere. Do I want more, um, like a romantic, whimsical, ambient feeling? Um, and I kind of went for a mix of both of those, but I think in saying that it's important to realize that not everything is going to go according to that. Like when we were doing our house, for example, paint colors, like we would pick something that we thought would look good. We put it in the room and it looks completely different. Like I know Jess, you have the same color that we use on our doors in our house, which is one of my favorite colors ever. It's called cracked pepper. And it's pulling a little differently on your walls based on the furniture and the lighting in yep. your house. Um, so you can literally, that just goes to show like you can pick the same paint color, for example, as somebody else, because you want that look and it may not look the same in your house. Um, so it's just about adjusting, right? Like, do you want to keep the paint color and maybe change out a bedding or change out, you know, the color of a side table to kind of balance out those colors? Or do you want to keep, you know, your staple furniture that you have and redo your accent wall color, kind of making little adjustments, but not throw, you don't have to throw off, you know, your whole plan. Yeah. You make a really good point too, about the whole concept of like a mood board. And what I think about is Pinterest because of course, for almost anything in the world. So whether it's 
the perfect Halloween costume, you know, that's coming up or an outfit for something or a wedding venue. It is so exciting when you see it on Pinterest because that immediately sends to your brain like, okay, like I now am envisioning something and can get excited versus like just talking about like, yeah, we we have hopes you'll get married one day, you'll live in a house one day. But when you see it, you start to get attached to the visual. But I think it's nice because there is no real world. Like I've seen very few occasions where someone shows me their Pinterest inspiration and it's what it looked like in the end. I actually think sometimes like it ends up looking better, but it's always going to be different. Like no house is like an identical clone of the one that you saw on Pinterest. You know, ceilings are different heights and windows are in different places and, you know, rugs are different colors and all that. But I think it's really easy to kind of like get so hooked on the one visual. So that's what I kind of have been trying to do too. Um, Right now, like we have our housewarming party coming up this weekend. And with everything that's been going on, there's a lot of mood boarding in my life. And I think the house internally took precedence over like planning this party. Of course, I have like logistics down. But then this morning I was like, you know what? Which also, if anyone knows me, that is so unlike me. (laughs) <laughs> but I planned this entire party and I'm going to pull it off. And yeah, TBT, TBD on that. Um, we're going to get pictures and all that. But I don't know what it's really going to end up looking like. But I kind of like that I, I made my own thoughts and brought some stuff off of, you know, Pinterest and like things that look good, but also just like used my own creativity about what's realistic. And I think like that's a big part of especially events. Um, I thought more about the experience than I did the visuals because have you ever been somewhere like I'm sure you have Allie but like you've been somewhere where it looks immaculate like but you there's like little (laughs) things like you don't know where to find a fork or you don't know which napkin to use or Mm -hmm. you don't know where the garbage is like it's just like simple things like that so like I thought more about okay we have it's mid-October it's going to be 60 degrees I want people to enjoy our outdoor spaces. So how do I make that enjoyable? I'm going to have a whole like entertainment area and the entertainment, you know, that sounds weird to say, but like for every, you know, party, you have to think about like, what is it that like people could be doing actively that they're not bored. So like cornhole, mega Jenga, like flip cut, pong, like a whole area for that type of thing, then have like a fire pit so that if people just want to hang out and like different food experiences all over the place. So if someone's in one room, they're not starving because they can't find where I set up whatever food or like kind of trying to think about someone's experience through that. And I feel like that's like a whole separate, uh, I guess, evolution of my mood boarding that I've been doing is I literally go and make a presentation and I'm like, okay, food, what is the experience of food? Okay, great. Do I have everything? Okay, now what do I want it to look like? And like the look comes like as an afterthought. That's how I've been trying to think of things. No, I completely agree with you. That's the exact same thing that I do. Like, for example, planning this party. Every time I would put something together, like I would come up with a grouping of things. Like I broke it down into different areas as well. So I did, here's how I want the bar to look. So I did my signage for the bar. I did my decorations for the bar, all of my extras, like my napkins, things like that. I laid them all out together and I'm like, okay, this looks great. Then I went to the next area. Then I took a step back to get like the bigger picture and get away from the details. And I, I put myself in the shoes of a guest and I said, okay, I'm walking into the event. What is the first thing I want to see? And I ran into an issue at this event because 
I wanted as soon as you walked in there to be the card and gift table so that no one had to ask where it was. No one had to carry around a card for longer than they needed to. They could walk in, put their coat down, drop what they needed to drop, take their little Polaroid picture and, you know, go through the event over to the bar, grab food, et cetera. Our event really didn't have space for a card table there being that the doors on either side needed to be accessed by the staff. Um, But that was one thing that I thought of as a guest. When I walk into somewhere, if I walk into a wedding or a party, I want to know where can I put my gift without having to run over to the host and ask them the same question that a million other people are going to ask them. Um, So thinking about those details, especially for your housewarming party, like, okay, I want the primary focus to be our outdoor area. I want to have a separate food area where everyone can grab things on their own. It's super important to like take that step back, walk through your party. So like get out of your car, go up to your stairs and see, okay, here's where my guest is going to enter. Where are they going to think to go from that? Um, And that's how you're going to create the best experience as if you were attending the event yourself, not just getting stuck on like the cute little cake toppers and your drinkware and things like that. Take the step back and picture what you want the overall vibe to be. Where do you want people to mingle? What do you want them really to be doing? Absolutely. It's all about that experience, honestly. And I think that that's something that like if we go back, like all the way back to like sleepovers and things when you were younger, like, of course, you're always drawn to, you know, you don't think about like what things looked like. We didn't care what a cake looked like. We cared that there was a cake and there was a plate to eat it on and like sleeping bags all over the floor and like stuff like that. So this like era of the perfect Pinterest, I kind of feel like it's slipping away a little bit, but it's also nice because I have also seen like on social media, things that look exactly the same, like replicated over and over again. So it's nice that, you know, you can add your own like unique touch, but also like, it's all about the guests because the guests for your engagement party are not going to be the same group of people coming to my housewarming. And I would also do my housewarming differently if it was just my family versus it's my family, it's friends, it's a whole bunch of people. So you kind of got to like know your audience and just make it as easy as possible because you're right. Like you don't want to, like your guests don't want to go up to you asking questions that they know, like you've probably been asked a thousand times. Like the other big one is like, can we get a picture? And it's like, that like, I always feel like that's such an awkward question to like, you don't want to interrupt someone or whatever, but you like want that picture with them or that moment. Um, But the other thing is like, as a host, you like, I'm the biggest thing I'm thinking about for this housewarming party. And this is like, I keep telling CJ this, I'm like, what, how many questions can we eliminate just by doing things differently? So for example, toilet paper, I'm going to have it very accessible in a basket next to the toilet because I don't want anyone to have to walk outside and ask, you know, where do you guys keep your toilet paper? You're out. The other big thing is like um, food wise, we're making everything like super accessible. And I um, weirdly, like normally I'd ask people to bring things, but I don't even want anyone to have to worry about like what time their thing goes in the oven and where they put it when they walk in. Like, I just want everyone to come in as they want get their food, get their whatever they want, have a drink, like play a game and make it easy. And so I'm kind of investing my time and money and planning into those things over 
like, you know, if it was a dinner party, then okay, maybe I'd put more time into like the place settings and right cutlery and, you know, the cute looking appetizers, like we're going chips on this one. Oh, exactly. And you want things too. Like one of my things for my party was like, I want easy stuff to grab. So like the past appetizers was awesome because you didn't even have to go out of your way to get food. There were just people walking with little napkins and plates. You were grabbing, you were picking desserts. I wanted it to not be like, we didn't even have a cake. I didn't want something that we'd have to stand there and cut and pass out. I just wanted bite size. You can grab it, go and move on. Um, And I feel like that's the easiest vibe is just having like picky little snack stuff. People can fill up their plate on their own, walk around, go sit in chairs, stand, whatever they want to do. And you as the host don't have to worry about constantly checking the oven, putting things out, running around, getting, you know, serving wear and things like that. Because at the end of the day, you want to be present too. Like at my engagement party, I asked my mom, I said, can you please coordinate getting all of the desserts to our, um, our waitress who was coordinating all of that? I said, her name's Kelly. That's her over there. Please just make sure all the desserts go to her. And she knows that where the cake toppers are and what needs to get done with what, so that I can focus on greeting people as they come in. So like giving little tasks to people too, like you and CJ dividing and conquering, like have someone be checking the garbage. For example, if you have a garbage can outside so that your guests don't have to come up and be like, Hey, like your garbage is full. Can I take it out for you? And then you have the awkward, no, 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 let me do it type of thing. Um, so coming up with like almost different roles, like I'm going to be checking in on this. You be checking in on that just makes it go so much easier. No, totally. That's a great point too. Cause like, again, like, you know, the Pinterest, you're not going to, well, maybe you will, but like, I haven't found like a a Pinterest board that tells me like how to make sure the garbage looks aesthetically pleasing and not overflowing. (laughs) But yeah, I think um, thinking about all those things is definitely important. And at the end of the day, like I have so many, this is going to sound like an oxymoron, but I have so many events that I remember not being present for. Like I remember me being so frazzled about every detail that I wasn't actually there. And like, you know, the day comes and goes and you put all this like effort, time, money into it. And I have no like real conversations with people I can reflect back on. I don't even really remember, like, you know, people will talk about, oh, like this happened and that happened. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, but I was too busy, caught up in every single detail. So at a certain point, it's like, you just have to let it go. And that's what I'm definitely, I mean, after the craziness, like CJ and I have literally been spending every free waking moment painting, putting in flooring walls, like fixing floods. We're still bringing stuff over from our old apartment. So it'll just be really nice to just have that moment. And I'm so glad that you and Frank have, I feel like even the day you got engaged, you guys both stay very present in these, like what could be high stress moments. Absolutely. And I think that's something that like Frank definitely helps me do because otherwise I would be like I'm the type that needs to be involved in like the setup of everything like even when Carrie was there trying to help she's like okay where do you want this where do you want that and in my head I'm like it would just be easier knowing where I want things to just put them there but I need the help like I physically need the help and Carrie did such an amazing job of being like kind of taking her own initiative and being like, I did the flowers like this. What do you think? Do you want me to change things? Um, so Frank has kind of taught me to like 
let go of the little things that really aren't going to matter. And he said literally the day before, cause he was like, is there anything I can do to help? Like you seem stressed. And I was like, honestly, I'm just going to be stressed until I see it set up because there's just so many little things floating in my head. He was like, listen, nothing's going to go to plan, but it's all going to be amazing. And I was like, okay. And like, he just kept giving me those like short reassurances. Like we're probably going to forget things. Things are probably going to break, but it's still going to look exactly how you want it to look. And everyone's still going to have an amazing time. Just keep remembering that. And honestly, while I was setting up certain things, I thought I was going to put out. I was like, you know what? We don't need that. Let's just leave it nice and simple. And I just want to be present when everyone gets here. I'm done setting up. We're good to go. Let's just let go of the little things. And that was like one of the most important things I think I could have done because otherwise I would have probably still been setting up like an hour into the party. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's the best. Like he, I feel like has such a good level head on him. And I, that is good advice though, because just to your point, because when you said, uh, you know, thinking about basically like you were not going to feel at peace with it until you actually like see it done. I very much feel that feeling. And I feel like I feel I've felt it for months now because whether it was first, it was all about like get actually getting to our closing day of the house. So I felt like every single day, if I didn't, if I like relaxed for two hours and laid on the couch and said, okay, whatever, it's going to happen. It'll all happen anyway. I had, those were the days I'd have like emails of, Hey, you need this paperwork and wait, we need to submit this one more bank statement. And, you know, hold on. I need you to answer me now. Like it kind of just got to the point where it felt like we couldn't have a free moment without there being something to do. But like that feeling you get over it after a certain point, you definitely get burnt out. And I think, I mean, CJ and I both last week felt so sick because we just ran ourselves down with that constant, constant pressure. So especially with this, it's kind of nice actually having like the housewarming come along now because I look at rooms in this house where I'm like, oh my God, it is not going to look like this. Like I have so much to do, but who cares? Like nobody's coming to my housewarming to try to expect that in two weeks, I've miraculously pulled out a Martha Stewart home. Like part of the housewarming is just seeing, seeing the property we bought, seeing the house that we bought and seeing how much, you know, there is to grow with this. And I really, really have to remind myself that every day because I wake up with this like overwhelming list in my head of like, oh my God, what if I didn't do that? Or, oh, did I forget something? And at the end of the day, like it isn't going to matter. There are things that matter, but like just like dropping those balls in theory, like no one's even going to notice half the time. So releasing that pressure is something I truly have to remind myself of. And it's a lot easier said than done a hundred percent. I will be the first person to say that, but it can really take away of like your experience from the event. If you're focused on like, oh, I should have done this or, you know, I should have gotten more of this, or I wish I had gotten that done. Like when we had our housewarming party, I was like, Hey, here's what we have. It's going to change, you know, in time, but like, we just wanted everyone to come see it. Like you said, see it before changes are made so that the next time they come for a Christmas or an event, they can see all of the progress that you've made turning it into your own home. So I completely agree. No one is going there. I can tell you that from a guest that's going there, (laughs) expecting (laughs) you to have this like fully furnished, 
Martha Stewart, like top of the line, completely finished home, how you want it. Like, it's just not feasible in the time that you've been there to have put something together like that. And you wouldn't want that because that means you're just rushing into throwing things up just to have it looked finished. Like I remember when I was having mine, I literally was going to home goods and Marshalls and I'm like, I need picture frames just to put up for the housewarming party. And Frank's like, but those aren't the picture frames that you want. Why are you just putting them up? And I was like, just to have something. He's like, no, that's stupid. No one cares if there's picture frames up. And like, just little things like that, that you're going to see and be like, oh, I wish I was able to, you know, finish that or redo that before the event. As long as you have food and something for people to drink, that's literally all people are going to notice. If they show up and there's like no food, nothing to drink, nothing to do, they might be like, hmm, what, what are we doing? As long as you have those things, you're golden. Yeah. I actually am so happy that you're saying some of these things because this morning, you know, I like set myself up in a coffee shop. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here's my list. I have to make my whole list because I have a week to pull this thing off somehow. And that started really easily creeping into the exactly what you're saying. I'm like going room by room through the house and I'm like, oh my God, we definitely need to change that by then. Oh, I need to, let me rush. And I'm going to, I have to put together this like thing I bought. That's going to be like a bar thing because, and I got to order this on Amazon and who cares? It's not the one I wanted, but like I need to have something up. And that is so, so like dumb. And I'm not calling myself dumb, but like that mindset is like, it's actually, it's good. (laughs) I'm like bringing myself down to earth right now with this because it's just like, I'm like finding ways to add pressure to my week when it's already, you know, there's like basics of the home. Like there is a room in my house that has half of a wall built on it that still needs the other half. (laughs) That's a little bit more important And so, yeah, I, I agree with you and I think it's good to have just kind of that perspective. And also at the end of the day, like I am not inviting anyone that I would ever feel would judge me in any way, even if I had an empty house with boxes all over the place. So like, I don't know who I think I'm inviting, like the Royal family or what, um, that's going to like be so, you know, picking apart everything. And also like, it's nice to see the evolution of things as they come together, but it's also nice to see imperfections in like, you know, I want people to feel at home. I want them to feel like they could sit on the couch and it's not like perfectly pillowed and blanketed where they can't like mess it up. No, exactly. And you hit the nail on the head. Like the people that you're inviting are your family and your friends who are literally just going to celebrate you and CJ and this big milestone. They're not coming to see how your bedroom is set up, what type of plates you have in your kitchen, like (laughs) how your living room coffee table looks. I mean, people are going to be interested and excited to check out what you've done with the place so far since moving in. But like the main priority is just going to be coming to support you guys and celebrating this huge monument that you guys have undertaken together. And at the end of the day, anytime something goes wrong or you notice something in the house that you're like, I wish I could change that just keep that thought in your head that like literally everyone just wants to be there for you guys. Not, not that they're not interested in the house. Everyone wants to see that too, but they're not going in with a magnifying glass being like, okay, what can we pick out here? It's simply, they're going to have a good time and celebrate with you guys. You are absolutely right. And yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, you know, everyone for listening to like our therapy session basically, but 
this is how you know you got a good friend. Um, let's close out this week's episode with, I kind of like the idea of like this whole, if you could go back to whatever time, what's the advice you would give? Because I think everything we're talking about, you know, we've said it time and time again, so we won't broken record everyone, but these are things that could apply to so many areas. So like we could also be having the same exact conversation with the same exact advice when we're planning like our future child's birthday party Um, and, you know, all different types of things like that. So Allie, if you could go back in time to like the maybe like the week or so after you got engaged and you started thinking about, do I want an engagement party or not? And started thinking about the details and like kind of being in that first mindset where you're like envisioning like, wow, I'm engaged. I want a celebration. Cause you kind of knew right away you wanted a party. Like, what would you tell yourself now that it's come and gone? I would tell myself something that again, Frank told me with his words of wisdom, um, when we got engaged, I knew I wanted to have an engagement party. Um, we were going back and forth with different venues. Honestly, we saw more engagement party venues than we did wedding venues. And Frank could just tell in my face that the venues that were more affordable were just not the vibe that I wanted. And it came to a point one night where we had an Excel sheet. We put out all of the pricing. We put out what each venue came with like to figure out what we were getting the best um bang for our buck with and I just was staring at the screen and Frank was like I know you want to go with proving ground like I saw your face when we looked through it I know you have your vision and I know that that's the place that your vision can come to life money is money we will get it back I mean this is like probably a controversial advice to myself because not this doesn't count for everything but when it comes to wedding stuff and really important milestones in your life, Frank was like, I want you to have the party that you have pictured in your head. I want it to be exactly what you want. And if it's not exactly what you want, as close to it as possible. So we're booking the venue, we're booking this venue because I know that's what you want. We're not going back and forth, just doing something because it's cheaper or more affordable. We're doing it. I want you to be happy. And this is what we're going to do. So I would say in any important moment of your life, if there's something that's super important to you in your mind, and that's going to make your experience, just go for it, figure out a way to make it work and don't settle, whether it's because it's too expensive. That's, you know, a whole different issue. Obviously don't like empty out your bank account to do something stupid, but if there's a way to make things work, don't just compromise and give up on something that you really want. That would be my advice to myself. I love that. I think it's super applicable and like even settling, um, you know, going back to like your example about like the picture frames or like decorations and things like that. Like, it's okay to not have something because it's not like, you know, don't have something just to have it, but like do what means a lot to you, a lot to your guests. And like, what's going to matter when people look back 10 years from now. And they'll like, I'll always remember proving ground in that location and those pictures as your engagement party. Oh my God. Absolutely. And like, same thing with house stuff. Like if there's something I wanted in my house, like we wanted this couch and it wouldn't fit in our house. So I'm like, why am I going to splurge on a nice couch? That's not even going to fit in our house. I'd rather wait until we're in our forever home. I work my way up to it. And then that's our like exciting purchase. This is our new home. We get the new product. Like it can apply to so many different things, but like, just don't settle on something because 
you feel like you need to. Um, so what would be yours? If you can go back, um, I'm trying to think if you could go back to when you first started looking at houses, like before you even saw your first one, um, what would you tell yourself after now going through the whole process? I would absolutely say I two part one, don't rush because that has kind of been the scenario with this house. And, you know, we, I talked about my experience with that, but like, this was the second house that we saw, like, and also that was all the two houses that we saw when we put the offer in on this house were all on the same day. So it was the first day that we had ever entered into that mindset of, wow, we are going to look for our first home. And we didn't have any quick intent to buy but when we walked in the house, like we told our realtor right then and there, we're like, what do we have to do to get an offer in? And, you know, the process was rocky ever since then and not certain whatsoever. And we wanted just like this conclusion to it, whether it was going to work or whether it wasn't, it's really hard to be in the in-between. But I think we rushed it so much that we rushed it in both directions. So when it was going really well, I was packing up our apartment already when we didn't even like go through inspection yet. I was getting ready for all the decor I wanted to put up and planning the rooms and talking about how like I was already over our apartment. And in the opposite direction, when it was going poorly, like after we got an inspection report that was truthfully scary in a lot of ways, and we had to make hard decisions about, okay, what do we need to successfully go forward with this purchase? And is this really the house that we felt so strongly about? And we would really quickly rush in those moments. Like I'd tell CJ would come home and I'd be like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm just done. Like, I'm not going to pack anything else. Like, this is not our house. It's not meant to be. And he's like, why are you saying that? And I was like, well, because like, I have to mentally prepare myself. Like I'd rush to the conclusion just to have some way certainty on one end or another and even as we've been in the house, it's only been a week. And as I say that out loud, it sounds insane to me because I have rushed us through so many things because I just wanted it to feel like home. And so like little things, like I've been asking CJ to put a curtain up in our bedroom for the past week. And there's so many other important things, but like I would rush him on that because I'm like, well, we need a curtain. It will make it look like homey. And it's really important because these moments you don't get back and you want to remember the good and the bad and you have to be there for each of them whichever direction it's going to go life's going to work however it's supposed to go but you can't rushing to get to one end or another is never going to make it easier it's only going to make it more turbulent so that's kind of like my advice to myself in all aspects do not rush it and the other one going along with that is like follow your instinct because with all the turbulence we had to ask ourselves like many times out loud. I said to CJ, is this our house? Like, because you just have to, Allie, you know that, but like during the yeah. process, there's a lot of moments where you have to say, is the situation and the circumstances that stand now worth it for us? Because this is our house. Or is there a moment where it's okay that if we changed our minds, like that is okay. And so going with our gut and knowing that, yes, through all those times, we kind of dealt with a lot and we didn't come out with like a winning deal to like get this house. There's a lot of things we sacrificed on, but it's because we had that instinct. And now the home that we're building and inviting people to, and like 
hopefully we'll bring like children home to, we can say that like we held true to that instinct and it kind of fought through everything else we went through. Absolutely. I completely agree with that advice. And I mean, as an attorney who does real estate work, I would say that to any buyer, especially first time home buyers, know what you want, um, but also know your boundaries. Like what are you willing, what types of changes are you willing to accept? What type of sacrifices are you willing to make before walking away? Like that was something I asked you and CJ kind of often, whenever we would run into a circumstance, I'd be like, listen, I need both of you on the same page. Cause you're in this together. What are we willing to accept? And what are we willing to like, not sacrifice at all? And I think as long as you at least know those things and your mindset can change throughout the process as different things come up. Um, but as long as you know those and you're being true to yourselves and what's working for you, like you and CJ would often ask like, what would you do about this? Or what would you do about that? And like, my advice was different than what Frank would advise, what, you know, your parents would advise CJ's parents. So you have to, at the end of the day, know what you and whoever you're going through this process with are comfortable with, and just trust that it's all going to work out. And if it doesn't work out for that house, it's going to work out on the next one. Um, so I absolutely love that advice. And I'm so happy you guys stuck with your guns and went through with purchasing this house. I feel like you guys are going to make it the absolute best home for you guys. And it's going to be absolutely adorable. I mean, it already is, but I can't wait to see all of the progress because little miss interior designer over here likes to change her house every couple months. Um, so I'm excited <laughs> to see what changes you make throughout the years. And, you know, once you bring kids home there and, and all of that. So I'm very, very happy for you too. And I'm so excited for your housewarming party this weekend. Thank you. Yeah, we, it's been, both of us are having good moments. And I think it's really nice that we, you know, we're talking about these really important moments and also course the things that come up like it's not like we live this like perfect lives by any means things don't come out as you expected but I'm glad it really feels nice to kind of like be back podcasting even though it was only a week um I think there's a lot of well why do I want to even say I think I know that there's a lot of transition in my life like my job <laughs> changed and I'm in a new house so it feels nice to kind of come back to this and I'm really excited because we actually have um, an episode coming up next week that is going to be a topic that kind of switches things up. So hopefully you've loved hearing about just like what we're going through. I mean, this house and wedding, like they're huge things. So they're going to come up in a bunch of episodes, but we're switching it up a little bit next week. And I'm really excited for that one. Me too. I think it's going to be like a breath of fresh air for anybody who feels, we always want to feel like we're having that open conversation, right? That we're sharing things that we're going through in hopes that, you know, all of our listeners out there are either in a similar circumstance and looking for advice on like how someone else handled it or just getting a different perspective on, you know, some of these big major life situations that a lot of people in our age group are going through. But there's also a large portion of our listeners who can't relate to these things right now. And that's absolutely okay because we're all on our different paths. So we're definitely excited to kind of bring in a little bit more of different perspectives, um, learn from those and share them with all of you. So definitely stay tuned for our next episode. Um, and thank you for giving us your patience and your grace as we took this week to kind of focus on our own life events. And we're so excited to be back in the swing of things again. Yeah, 
We love you. We're thankful for you. And we will talk to you next week.